me to give? What do you want me to give this morning? And, um, but anyways, if you're a guest here, we want to welcome you. Be part of Spirit of Life Church. We're so glad you're here. And if this is your family, we're glad that you're here also, being part of us and worshiping and bringing God's presence with you to this place. Really quick, few things. One, blue and gold. If you haven't signed up, we'd love for you to help out, which is coming up. It's this Friday. Um, the sign-up sheet's right back here. Please sign up because we don't have very many people signed up right now. We just really need, we need help um, just reaching um, new people coming in for uh, UNK and all that kind of stuff and inviting them to be part of our church. And, and then also next week, Jeff Collins is going to be here. So come and enjoy that time. And then uh, connect groups uh, start in a couple weeks. And what we're going to do with connect groups is we're all going to meet in here and uh, we're going to do killing kryptonite all together. So, um, but we're still going to have our own separate groups also that we'll be able to discuss in smaller portions. So that starts um, the beginning of the week of September 9th. So, yeah. Also, um, I haven't, I honestly haven't talked to Jonathan because um, he's on vacation and I haven't bothered him. And um, he comes back this week. So he's been gone for two weeks here on vacation and then his uncle passed away right before he left, and so he just, I know it seems like a long time, because it has been, and I'm ready for him to come back and be like, hey. So anyways, God is good, and um, I just, this week, I've been, Lord, what do you want to share with the body? What do you want to share with us this morning? And to be honest with you, it's been a tough, a tough week, um, just trying to hear what God has to say. Uh, I, I like to roll, th mull things over. I like to hear, God, what are you saying for our body this week? What are you saying specifically for us? Because I want to hear what God has to say for me today. I want a fresh rhema word from the Lord. And, um, and so I just have felt like, Lord, what are you saying? And so I'm going to just digest some of this stuff that I feel like God has been sharing with me this week. And it goes right along with standing firm in what God has for you. Um, a few weeks or a few nights ago, I woke up in the middle of the night to Linda's snoring. Actually, it wasn't. She doesn't snore. I do. But um, I woke up and I heard the Lord say, the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And, um, and I've been praying, Lord, what do you want to share? And that's what I feel like the Lord wants to share with you this morning is that the joy of the Lord is your strength. And I'm going to share some other scripture verses, and as I share, uh, there's other things that the Lord shared with me, but, but there's someone this morning that needs to hear this word. There's someone this morning, and I believe it's more than just one person. Because life has stolen your joy. The enemy has stolen your joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. When we find ourselves in the presence of God, that's where we're made strong. That's where we're made renewed. That's where we're refreshed. The joy of the Lord is our strength. But we've allowed life to come And we've allowed it to take away the joy of the Lord. 
And so today, August 12, 2018, I want you to be able to look back on your calendar and say, this is where I got my joy back. This is what God did in my life today on August 12th. Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. And you're going to hear me repeat several scripture verses and several things, so if I'm redundant, I'm sorry, but you need to hear it. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. That's where we get strong. That's where we're made healthy. But we forget about that. It says in um, Nehemiah 8.10, it says, Nehemiah said, Go and enjoy choice foods and sweet drinks and send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is holy to the Lord. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And then in Proverbs 17.22, it says, A joyful heart is good medicine but a crushed spirit dries up bones. Can I be honest with you? I, I've had conversations with my kids throughout the years, and especially in the last several years. You know, they say a lot of times, Dad, why don't you laugh more? I don't know. I just don't laugh. I, I'm just not a laughable person, I guess. I don't know. Um, it is what it is, and I'm just real and whatever, and I'm like, but... But it started to strike me. And, and as the Lord was waking me up this week, I'm like, but the joy of the Lord is my strength. I don't want to be, this is not geared to anybody specific, but I'm going to say it this way. I don't want to be a cranky old man that my bones are dry. I want to have the joy of the Lord because with the joy of the Lord brings refreshing wherever I go. That means if I bump up alongside someone that needs some joy, I can give it to them. But if I don't have it, I can't give it to them. And I've asked my kids, what are one of the favorite things that, that I do to them? And let me tell you, they love to laugh. They love it when I tickle them. And I tickle them, and I tickle them for five, ten minutes, and I'll be like, I'm done. They say, no, Dad, I want more. So I do it again. They want more. But why is it as we get older, we forget how to laugh? We forget how to have joy and happiness inside of us. And I'm, I'm speaking to myself this morning because we have to learn to have the joy of the Lord inside of us wherever we go. See, I love it when we can look at Scripture and Scripture proves it. But I love it when we can also look at science, and science proves it also. Because then I'm like, man, I love, when, I love it when like, science is right, but I love it when God's right and God can prove science right every single time. And there's times we don't, can't explain things because things just happen. But I love it when science and, and God's word lines up. And it says this in, in, a, in a research study by Forbes. It says laughter and releases endorsins, endorphins. It says that it re, re, in, releases endorphins to the brain, and they're all homegrown. They're not an endorphin that you need from a drug. But they say that it's almost, if not just as powerful as drugs, when you actually allow yourself to laugh and get that endorphin released. It creates social bonds. 
Because what it does is it allows you to laugh together. And when you laugh together, it releases endorphins in your body. But when you see someone laugh, what do you do? You start laughing. There's something about the joy of the Lord. There's something about true joy. It helps your brain and foster connectivities in your brain. This one was one that I was like, wow, probably true. But women laugh 126% more than their male counterparts. And I think my wife laughs a heck of a lot more than I do, unless I'm laughing at her, and then that's not always laughing. <laughs> then I get in trouble. But the thing is, is having the joy, the joy of the Lord. It's actually helps with antidepressant. It's just as strong, if not stronger, than a lot of antidepressants out there. It's not necessarily proven how long it sticks around, but it shows the joy of the Lord. Laughing helps reduce antidepressant. Or it's like an antidepressant, excuse me. Also, this is my favorite one, laughter protects your heart. It says, research has shown that laughter is an, has an anti-inflammatory effect that, that protects blood vessels and heart muscles from damaging effects. Regular, hearty laughter should be probably, or be part of your life every day. It helps shrink in your heart disease, or not allow heart disease, and it prevents it. And so, wouldn't we want to laugh more when science proves that we should laugh more, but yet God's word says the joy of the Lord is your strength? And so as we were singing these songs this morning, I'm like, man, when we find ourselves in God's presence, when we push ourselves into God's presence, that's where we're filled up. That's where we get the joy of the Lord. That's where we can overcome anything that the enemy puts at us. In Jeremiah 29, 10 through 14, it says this. This is what the Lord says when 70 years are completed from Babylon. And so the backstory is they were in Babylon. And so it wasn't necessarily like they... Well, I'll tell you in a second. So it promises that this is the place. Verse 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future, that you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen. You will seek me and find me. When you seek me with all your heart, I will be found by you, declares the Lord. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. The plans are to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. See, they were in exile in Babylon during this time. They still had 70 years, if I'm saying this right, they still had 70 years left in exile. So he said, go build houses and basically put your feet up because you're going to go through this. But the plans I have for you are not to harm you, but to prosper you. And some of us need to grasp that, that God's plans for each one of us may look 
in our physical eye. Why, God, are you doing this to me? Why am I going through this situation? Why is my life looking like it's falling apart? But the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, plans to give you a hope and a future. So we can focus on that verse, but, but I like the next verse. Then you will call on me, come and pray to me, and I will listen. You will seek me and find me. When you seek me with all your heart, I will be found by you. That's where the joy comes from, seeking the Lord with all your heart. This past week, I had someone message me, and they said, Pastor Bo, how, how do I get on fire for the Lord? I, I'm like, you just do. I, I don't know, that's what I wanted to say, but the thing was, is it's so much more than that. It's seeking God with your whole heart. I have a friend who's told me multiple, multiple times, say this, just die to yourself. And that's what the scripture is saying. For God knows the plans he has for you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. But what do you need to do? Seek him. Seek him with your whole heart. He's there to listen. He's there to to hear what you have to say. He's still going to take you through the process of being exiled, but he's taking you through it so when you get to the other side, you're a better person. Way better than you ever thought you would be because his plans are greater than your plans. We look at 2 Chronicles 20, verse 12. It says, For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. How many of us in this room are in that spot sometimes where we feel the, the power or the enemy coming against us and we don't know what to do? And he's coming from all sides. We don't know what to do. And we're like in this bubble. But what do we do? We focus our eyes directly on the Father. Because in that time, his plans are not to harm us, but to what? Give us a hope and a future. That we may be able to have the joy of the Lord become our strength because we're focusing our gaze upon him. And if we can look to the Father in all of our circumstances, then how much better off will we be when we come through the situation? Because life happens. People die. People get hurt. People get bruised. But when we look at it and say, how can I better myself that I might die to myself because I want God to be glorified in every circumstance. Because God knows the plans he has for me are far greater 
than my plans. It says in Psalms 121, I lift my eyes to the hills or to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. Um, He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel neither sleep nor slumber. The Lord watches over Lord, sir, the Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at the right hand, and the sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He who watches over your life, the Lord will watch over your coming and your going now and forevermore. I lift my eyes to the hills, to the mountains, where my help comes from. When I lift my gaze unto the heavens, And some people need to hear this this morning. You've got to look up to the hills. You have to look up to the mountains. You have to look up to see what God is doing. But you've been so focused on your circumstance that's right in front of you that you haven't been able to see what God has for you. And I'm telling you, what God has for you is far greater than what you've ever experienced and what you can ever even fathom. Because his word is true and faithful. I'm going to have Pam read a scripture, um, Isaiah 55. Go ahead, Pam. The Lord says, all you who are thirsty, come and drink. Those of you who do not have money, come, buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend your money on something that is not real food? Why work for something that doesn't really satisfy you? Listen closely to me, and you will eat what is good. Your soul will enjoy the rich food that satisfies. Come to me and listen. Listen to me so you may live. I will make an agreement with you that will last forever. I will give you the blessings I promised to David. I made David a witness of my power for all nations, a ruler and commander of many nations. You will call for nations that you don't yet know, and these nations that you, I'm sorry, and these nations that do not know you will run to you because of the Lord your God, because of the Holy One of Israel who honors you. So you should look for the Lord before it is too late. You should call to him while he is near. The wicked should stop doing wrong, and they should stop their evil thoughts. They should return to the Lord so he may have mercy on them. They should come to our God because he will freely forgive them. The Lord says, My thoughts are not like your thoughts. Your ways are not like my ways. Just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Rain and snow fall from the sky and don't return without watering the ground. They cause the plants to sprout and grow, making seeds for the farmer and bread for the people. The same thing is true of the words I speak. They will not return to me empty. They make the things happen that I want to happen, and they succeed in doing what I send them to do. So you will go out with joy and be led out in peace. 
the mountains and hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees in the fields will clap their hands. Large cypress trees will grow where thorn bushes were. Myrtle trees will grow where weeds were. These things will be a reminder of the Lord's promise, and this reminder will never be destroyed. And I want to draw attention to the first, the first verse there. It says, all who are thirsty, come and drink. Those of you who do not have money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine, milk, without money, without cost. And I think this is an invitation. God's love, you can't buy it with money. It's freely given. The joy that comes from the Father is freely given. All who are thirsty, come, come. All of us need water. All of us are thirsty. And the Lord is saying, here it is. Come, come drink of my water. Come drink of who I am. It's not going to cost you any money. Just come and drink. Do this. Verse 6 says, so you look for the Lord before it's too late. You should call on him while he is near. Time is running out. I'm telling you, there's a day that's coming that Jesus Christ is coming back for his pure and spotless bride. It may be far out. It may be years from now. And it may be soon. In my heart and my spirit, I believe it's soon, sooner than later. But the thing is, is that search him right now before it's too late. Get people around you to start searching him before it's too late. Show them the drink, the water that comes from the living Father, that they may drink and not be thirsty again. And then verse 8, the Lord says, My thoughts are not your thoughts. Your ways are not like my ways. Just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. God's plans for us are far greater than ours. He has strategically placed you in avenues and venues all across the city and state. Why? to reach people for him. We all have friends, family, loved ones, whoever it may be, that need to know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. And they're not going to know if we don't share it. They need to know what the best thing about it is, is that's the joy of the Lord that's inside of us. But when joy gets taken out of our sail, we become that cranky old man or woman. I don't want to be that. I want them to look at Bo Koppelman and see that the joy of the Lord resides inside of me. And I want them to, to look inside of each one of you and see the joy of the Lord that's inside of you. Because you have it. 
Because when you seek him with all of your heart, he's there. Because his ways are higher than your ways and his thoughts higher than your thoughts. Because there's something about Jesus that gives us strength to make it through the day. No matter what obstacle comes our way. The same thing is true, verse 11, the words I speak, that we will not, or excuse me, the same thing is true of the words I speak, they will not return empty. They go out because God's word never returns void, ever. They make the things happen that I want to happen, and they succeed in doing them that I send them to do. So you will go with joy and be led out in peace. There's something about being in God's presence that brings us joy, but it also brings peace. That we can have peace that comes from the Father. And some of you may have felt that this morning of just being in God's presence brings peace. Peace in the midst of the storm that's in your life right now. Maybe it's in a marriage. Maybe it's in a family member. Maybe it's in chaoticness of life. But there's something about when we find ourselves in God's presence that brings us peace. True supernatural peace. And see, the mountains and the hills will burst into songs before you. And the trees will, and the fields will clap their hands. That's the, the trees are clapping their branches. They're singing praises to their creator. And I've told you this before, I don't want no rock, I don't want no tree crying out in my name. Why? Because I want the joy of the Lord. I want the peace that only comes from the Father. I'm going to move to the next, next one. So Bruce, if you want to read this next one. Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God. For he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. And he relents from sending calamity. Who knows? He may turn and relent and leave behind a blessing, grain offerings and drink offerings for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Declare a holy fast. Call a sacred assembly. Gather the people. Consecrate the assembly. Bring together the elders, gather the children, those nursing at the breast. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her chamber. Let the priests to minister before the Lord weep between the porch and the altar. Let them say, spare your people, Lord. Do not make your inheritance an object of scorn, a byword among the nations. Why should they, um, why should they say, 
among the peoples, where is their God? Then the Lord was jealous for his land and took pity on his people. The Lord replied to them, I am sending you grain, new wine and olive oil, enough to satisfy you fully. Never again will I take, make you an object of scorn to the nations. So I will drive the northern horde far from you, pushing it into a parched and barren land. Its eastern ranks will drown in the Dead Sea and its western ranks in the Mediterranean Sea, and its stench will go up. Its smell will arise. Surely he has done great things. Do not be afraid, land of Judah. Be glad and rejoice. Surely the Lord has done great things. Do not be afraid, you wild animals, for the pastures in the wilderness are becoming green. The trees are bearing their fruit. The fig tree and the vine yield their riches. Be glad, people of Zion. Rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the autumn rains because he is faithful. He sends you abundant showers, both autumn and spring rains as before. The threshing floors will be filled with grain. The vats will overflow with new wine and oil. I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten, the great locust and the young locust, the other locusts and the locust swarm, my great army that I sent among you. You will have plenty to eat until you are full, and you will praise the name of the Lord your God who has worked wonders for you. Never again will my people be shamed. Then you will know that I am in Israel and that I am the Lord your God and there is no other. Never again will my people be shamed. And so this is the third thing that the Lord shared with me and I should have said that the first is the second, but the, the first was the joy of the Lord is your strength. The second one is, I have a plan for you, declares the Lord. And the third one was this, as I woke, I heard it very clearly. I'll repay the years the locust has eaten. The great locust and the young locust and all the other locusts swarm. My great army that I'm sent among you. I heard it very clear. The Lord say, I will repay for you the years the locust has eaten. Life has stolen your joy. But God wants to restore the joy. Says, in verse 12, it says, Return me with all of your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. We need to start praying and fasting as a church, individuals. We need to be praying and getting before our God and our Creator. We need to be worshiping Him with everything that we have. And that can be done in your quiet time. I'm not saying like right here, right now. I'm gonna give, we're going to give an opportunity here in a bit to go after it for the Lord. But, but I'm talking about in your quiet time. I'm talking about when you're reading, when you're seeking God. You're saying, Lord God, I'm going to weep for, for what's, what is so desperate that I need in my life and what people need around me because, Lord, I need, my heart needs to weep for what weeps yours. My heart needs to break for what breaks yours. Lord God, because I have to decrease so that you may increase. Because God wants to restore the joy all the years that have been stolen. 
It says, rend your heart, not your garment. See, back in the day when people got mad or angry in different circumstances, they ripped their garment. But the Lord didn't say, he didn't, and here didn't say, not your, he said not your garment, but your heart. Why? Because it's a heart issue. Too many of us believe in believing the lies of the enemy. We need to rip our heart. We need to rip it open and say, God, I need you more desperately than ever before. Because there's days that are coming that we need God's strength. We need the joy of the Lord because we need everybody everybody because God's heart is not for some to go to heaven the scripture verse that I read doesn't say that but his, his heart for, for all to come for all to know so that means the brother that you don't like or the sister that you don't like or the family member that you don't like that means maybe your aunt your uncle whoever it may be God wants them just as desperately as he wants you. But we've got to get our joy back. And the Lord is saying this this morning to you, specifically certain ones, I will repay, I will give back to you the years that the locust has eaten. But all you have to do is focus your gaze back on me. Focus your gaze on me so that I may be able to share the plans that I have for you. Because my thoughts are far greater than your thoughts. My ways are far greater. I'm taking you farther than you ever thought. Those dreams you have inside of you are my dreams because I've birthed them inside of you. But I want them to go further because an eye has seen, as ear has heard, and a mind can cannot conceive what God has in store for those who love him. The Lord wants to restore the joy to you. Some of us need to just laugh a little. Some of us need to just get in a spot and say, God, give me the joy of the Lord. I remember several years ago, back in growing up, and actually I wasn't there, but my brother, some of you have met him, some of you haven't. His name's Corwin. We had a, a speaker come and he was praying and he prayed for my brother. It's the first time I've ever seen it. But he laughed uncontrollably for three hours. And he started in the back in the sanctuary that I grew up in where it was smaller than, like width-wise smaller, but, but a lot deeper. And he's about three quarters of the way back and by the end of the three hours he was up at the altar. I don't know, but him and God were having some good time. I don't know if he remembers it. I haven't talked to him about it. But the Lord wants to restore joy like that to some of you this morning. 
in a song we sang earlier, and that's why I was so, like, Christy, I appreciate you being just sensitive to the Spirit. And it says, all I did was praise. All I did was worship. I don't know what to do, but my eyes are focused on you. For I know the plans I have for you, but what do you got to do? Focus your eyes on him. And the Lord will return the joy that he has for you. And let me tell you, there's great joy, and I can't express it anymore. There's great joy that God has for you. For you, but there's even, there's great joy that he has for those who come to, to know him just like he has for you. This morning, I'm going to encourage you all to stand as we go into this last song. And if that's you, you can come up here and we'll have some altar workers. You can say, can, can you just pray for the joy of the Lord? Maybe it's, maybe it's asking for the joy, getting your joy back. Maybe it's, I need those years that the enemy has taken, that life has stolen from me. I want those years back. But I'm telling you this this morning, that God wants to do something supernaturally in your life. And it's here. Come and drink. Come and partake in what God has for you this morning.